Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. My name is Elle Russ. Join me and my co-host, Tara Garrison, every week as we tackle topics related to mindset and empowerment so you can create a happier, more abundant, and fun kick-ass life. Video episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash kick-ass life podcast. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lruss.com. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite new companies and that is Rep Provisions. So I met these guys at Paleo FX last year where they were just blowing everyone away with their beef sticks and pecan nut butter combo packs that are outrageously delicious. But as I talked to them, I was even more blown away because I found out what they were about. They are a regenerative agriculture company committed to the future of the planet by the proper management of cattle. So they are regenerating America's grasslands with the management of their cattle. Look into it. It's amazing. Um, they have everything from, of course, high quality grass fed, grass finished beef to Mongolisa pork, which is like the wagyu of pork, to bone broth, to bone broth popsicles, pecan nut butters, like I said, and so many amazing things. Um, go support them and support the future of our planet. And they're giving you 15% off for being a Kick Ass Life podcast listener. So use coupon code Kick Ass Life and get 15% off at repprovisions.com. Hey everyone, we're going to take a minute here at the top of the show to chat with you about some of our sponsors who are offering incredible discounts for you and your family. We also only align ourselves with companies that we know are providing safe and healthy products and also products that we actually consume on a regular, if not sometimes daily basis. And one of those companies is Primal Kitchen. Primal Kitchen products are incredible because they are dairy-free, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free with no refined sugar. And they are delicious. So visit PrimalKitchen.com to check out the vast array of products available available and use code KICKASSLIFE for 10% off. Hey everyone, today we're talking about friendship in all of its aspects, what it means to be a good friend, how to choose good friends, what are these qualities we should be looking for. Um, I guess I'll, I'll open with saying that, you know, there's obviously some like great characteristics, you know, friends, you want to trust them, you want to feel safe around them, you want to feel like you're heard, you don't want to feel like you're being judged. We've all had a moment where we needed to talk about something, but we were too afraid to go reach out to a particular friend because of the judgment on it. And so, uh, is that really the best the best choice for you? I think it's really interesting to evaluate different friendships. I mean, I think at this stage in life, Tara, you and I have been in and out of lots of friendships, right? You had friends in the church that you may not have anymore. We, we evolve, you go somewhere, you don't have certain friends. And, and why? Um, I think the most important part of being a friend, aside from the obvious stuff I mentioned is, telling your friends what you need from them. This mm-hmm. is like one of the best skills that my friends have for me. Like, so for example, I am a very protective person and, I, uh, and I'm sure you've even heard it too, tear on some calls if you told me like someone was kind of mean girling you in a situation mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to freaking move. Like, I, I, so mm-hmm. I'm, I know I'm like that. I know I'm like that. I just fight for the underdog. I'm very protective and loyal to the people mm-hmm. that I like. So my friends have learned over time where they'll be like, have to preface it and go, okay, don't murder anyone yet. Wait till I'm done with the conference. Like, you know, and I'll just have to go, okay, I'm going to hold that, you know? And so again, like having the communication and understanding once you're forming a friendship, like what you need from that person. And then the other side of the thing too, is getting out of friendships. Sometimes you start a friendship. I've started a friendship sort of, and you realize, oh shit, this person's fucking boring. Like, I don't want to be there for like, I just, I don't have nothing to talk. They're nice. They're great. Like there's nothing wrong, but I don't, 
Are you out of guilt or ego or whatever hanging on to in friendships that you shouldn't be in just because you feel bad to kind of distance or get out? No one has to technically break up with a friend. You don't need to make an announcement. You can depart and kind of edge out. But how many of those situations are you still in that you need to get out of because you're holding on to it? So I just think these are some interesting things to tackle around friendship. And I was telling you uh, briefly, I had a friend the other day who told me, and I thought this was a good one. She goes, you know, I was thinking about you and I was thinking in my life, who's the friend that I could trust that I could spend like, like do the amazing race with like a stressful mm -hmm. living together with each other 24 seven, trying to figure stuff out, like trying to survive. And she goes, you would be the one I would choose. What a great compliment. Yeah. How much they trust me, how much they trust my dedication, my loyalty, my abilities, my, just my right to achieve something like that. Now, granted, I would never do the amazing race, but I thought, well, that's an interesting qualifier. Right. And so I would say too, like, who are your emergency contacts? Start there. Who, cause there are some friends who are like, no fucking way. I love them. I would never put them down as an emergency contact. So when I think about that, I'm like, mm, look at your emergency contact peeps and what are the qualities about them? Now it doesn't have to be your favorite friend that's on the emergency contact, but it is a friend that you trust that is reliable, that you know, in a crisis is going to be there and be able to figure it out and will have the wherewithal to deal with it what an important quality of trust, loyalty, and so many other things. So I just think this is an interesting discussion. And I've had, I don't know what I would do without friends. You know, there's a great saying, like your friends are a great way, you know, or your way for the universe to apologize for your family. Now I do love my family, but we have to sometimes separate because family has its entanglements that friendships sometimes don't. And so you need to move outside the family and have someone, you know, who's more unbiased as a friend versus like a, someone who raised you or a brother that's always been poking you for 20 years. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, don't, I just wanted to introduce it that way. And then we can get into some of the variables. Um, but that's kind of, uh, that's I love all that. And I, I think, um, what I'm hearing from that last part about, like, if I were to do the amazing race, I would pick you that's from your own personal development work, your own qualities, like, like what would make you an awesome romantic partner also makes you a good friend. Like you have your own, like solid skills of having integrity, following up, um, not saying things that you don't mean, or that you're not going to do like you, you have worked on all those qualities yourself. And so your friends trust you because of that, uh, being able to be comfortable being honest, even if you feel like that might not be what that person wants to hear, but being able to deliver that in a way that's just meaningful and real, you know, those are all things that you've developed in yourself that make you a good friend. So I'd say like the first step to being a good friend is like actually working on yourself to be the kind of friend that you would want to have. Um, just like, just like, you know, romantic relationships. Um, my, the first place my mind went to on this, it was to stop waiting for amazing friends and to be proactive and choose your friends intentionally. And I have this very vivid memory, um, from being in kindergarten. Now, granted, I, I do have a little bit of an advantage, I think, because I know that I'm naturally outgoing, like very, so I know this is probably challenging for introverts, but for me, I, I just remember being on the playground in kindergarten, my first time. And I remember looking around and being like, I don't know how to I don't know who to play with. Like it was my first time having a moment like that. I never went to preschool or anything like this. This is like my first like social situation like that in a group. And I remember just going up to this girl and being like, hi, want to be my friend? I can specifically remember doing that. And we were friends all through elementary school. Right. And so like that, I share that story on, as a very like basic illustration of 
you know, when you go to professional conferences, like most, a lot of my friends now are people who are, are in colleagues or have some similar interests, right? You're usually going to be, want to be friends with people who have somewhat similar interests or mindsets as you. So when I come across an awesome person, I follow up. Like, I'm like, I make friends with them. I'm like, I really liked that chick that I met at paleo effects. She was cool. Like I want to follow up and like actually be friends with her. So I might text her something funny or like do something to build that relationship a little bit. Like it's huge for us to actually reach out and say, I like you. I want to be your friend. Like let's be fun and have fun together. Right. So be intentional, you know, choose your friends. Like don't be afraid to make friends as, a, as adults. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was, this is honestly just a question for you, L. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm actually wondering this. Um, I, I, it's a, it's a tough one for me a little bit. Cause you know, that I've lived like a lot of different lives in the last like 10 years of my life, right? I'm a very different person. And one thing that I have found is that it's challenging for me when I make a friend, because I was in one point in my journey. Um, but I've grown a lot and I find when I hang out with them again, that we don't really think the same anymore. And I like, I hate to say that because I feel like it sounds like egoic or like I'm better than it's not that it's just, I've just entered a different mindset. So what used to connect us and bring us together, like is not super enjoyable for me anymore. And I, I, I hate to say, it, I'm just being real. Like sometimes I feel like I'm going in coaching mode and I'm kind of like yeah. trying not to, but I'm kind of like, dude, but hold on. Like, that's like, wait, no, like that's such a, like, I can see that you're acting out of like trauma and patterns and ugh, like, hold on, you know, like, or you're limiting yourself or, and it, it's, it, but I still love them. I still love their souls. Like they're like beautiful freaking people and we have fun and I love it, but I'm just opening the conversation on that. I'm curious where your thoughts are. Cause sometimes it can be hard. Cause I realize like, I'm like, shit, I'm not really like in the same place as some of my friends. And like with most friendships that kind of just naturally, like, I feel like as people, grow apart and whatever they choose for their path in life, they kind of just naturally like, you know, go different ways and they kind of lose that connection a little bit. But there's some people that like, they still want to almost like force the friendship, even though it's kind of obvious that you guys don't have anything in common anymore. What are your thoughts on that? I've had to distance myself from many people over the years. And I don't think it's about being above, like you said, it's not an elitist ego thing. It's that we don't think the same way anymore. Or here's the thing. I don't feel good after we hang out. Yeah. I just, whether it's I'm bored or whether I'm just like, oh, that wasn't fun. It doesn't even have to be, it can be toxic where you're like, oh shit, that person is just negative. But like, how are you feeling? And this is awkward sometimes. This is why it doesn't necessarily need a, you know, definitive like, hey, we're not friends anymore. This is where you kind of might have to kind of edge out a bit, you know? And if they ask, now you're in a comfortable situation to go, you know, I'm just not feeling it. But this is where you have to like, or what I call becoming unavailable. You have to slowly become unavailable. I've had to do with this few people where I, I started, I used to always answer their calls. All right. Now I don't. Now I answer it or I, I call back a few days late. You know, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of an art to kind of like distancing yeah. without declaring. Uh, so sometimes it may be that. Sometimes it's like an F you, I'm out of here. Um, I had a friend, uh, not a great friend, but like a new friend. I wasn't thinking we were really jiving in a lot of ways. And then they called to declare that they had become super religious in a certain arena. And because of that adoption of those beliefs, they believed in things that are absolutely against everything that I believe Mm. suddenly. Mm. So where they once were like, oh no, I'm cool with gays getting married. They were now like, it's a sin. Oof. 
Oof. Now here's the thing. I'm just going to be honest with everyone out there. I can't hang out with anybody that feels that way. Period. I don't care yeah, who you are. No way, dude. I can't. Um, or, or if anyone was racist, it doesn't matter. So I, I couldn't. So, oh my God, here I am going. Uh, now, what do you do? Tell the person, um, hey, no, nah, this was an edge out because I just didn't want to address it. And I didn't want to also rip on them for their newfound faith. Um, I already wasn't terribly excited about them anyway. It was more of a one-sided thing, but I just kind of had to edge out. Um, that these things are uncomfortable and they're weird. Um, yeah. I like where we're going here. Even I'll get, we'll get more into like how being a good friend, but I yeah. like where we're going here with the kind of like, so when you're in a romantic relationship and you realize things aren't working for you, you break up and you kind of don't, I mean, you might be friends with some people in very special mm-hmm. cases, but most people is like, okay, we move on. But we like, friendship breakups like it's taboo it's like wait what the heck you're like pushing me out of your life like you dislike me that much that you don't even freaking want me in your life anymore like shit you know but it's like taboo to do that but I find that so many people are in this boat I've had a lot of other friends talk to me but about you this. gotta like, do it yeah they're like I don't know what to do, do about this friend <laughs> thing. so in not speaking up or you don't have to speak up but in not edging out or in not distancing you are not honoring the true authenticity of how you feel about this fucking person. What you're doing is you're hanging on because you feel weird about either other people knowing, friends of friends knowing. It's all ego, really. It's all about what other people might think about your decision, including them. But where's the like, I'd like that hour of time back. That yeah. was fucking boring. Holy shit, man. Uh, listen, I've had a couple hiking buddies in the past. Oh, doggy. If you hear growls, that's a dog. Um, not me, not my stomach. Um, I've had a couple hiking buddies in the past where you meet someone, and you're like, oh, we should go hiking. Okay, that's cool. This could be great. And after like several hikes, I was like, I would rather fucking hike alone. Like I cannot with this person and yeah. I have to edge away. Um, all I can say is this, life is too short. I have not talked to a specific family member for three years because not worth it, too toxic, not available. At what point are you going to honor yourself and the truth of that versus feeling bad about possibly making someone else feel bad? That's really what it's about. Like, oh, I feel bad with that. I don't want to hurt their feelings. No one has to be an asshole. This is why maybe you don't call them up and say, I'm done with you. You just edge out. Yeah. You know, people get the hint after a while, usually. And if they don't, you can declare it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think I said this example years and years ago or a while ago, but years and years ago, I had a high school friend, really funny, really cool. We laughed all the time. She was moody and I didn't like that part about her. I don't like walking around eggshells. It's a real no-no for me, especially now in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was one of those jealous, we'll get into this, how you do not have jealous, right? Or competitive friends. Those are the worst and they're not friends, but she was kind of a jealous competitive person. And you know, she, she was the one who was like, I think it'd be really cute if you like cut all your hair off. Okay. Like anybody who sees me or knows me and knows my, like there's like, you're an asshole. You just want me to look ugly, but I I don't, I don't trust this person, man. I just don't trust them. 15 years later, my mom accidentally gave their number. They were like, Hey, I'm going to be in LA. And I guess they called the old number, which was my mom's or something. And my mom was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I gave it so-and-so your number. Now I had this thought in my mind where I was like, well, you know what? It's been a long time maybe. And then I go, Nope, don't open it up. They're out. They're out. Don't open it up again. They could be same way. Maybe not. Who cares? Is this worth it? This is someone who already proved something to you and has this attitude. They're probably the same. Maybe they're not. Guess what? I'm not even open to willing. They open up the box. So they called me. Hey, I'm in town. Da, da, da. Blow it off. Yeah. I love what you're saying. Cause it's no remorse about it whatsoever. (laughs) 
it's a basic lesson in boundaries is what you're yeah. describing is like, are you going to let these things encroach into your life that are not aligned? You don't want to do them purely because you're too afraid to say no, or you have limiting my, I, I fully admit one of my biggest stumbling blocks that I'm still working on is that this, and I know it's not true because I do the work of Iron Katie, but this perception that I'm going to hurt someone's feelings, that is people the most difficult. Yep. That people pleasing thing is still in me a little bit. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, that would be so hurtful if I'm like just blowing them off and they keep trying to call me. I'm like, Oh, so I get, I, I admit that's still something I'm working on, but what I'm hearing from you is this is basic boundaries. And I have established it in other areas of my life. Like with my kids, I'm like, uh, no, I deserve this time. And you do need to do this. And you know, like I've got that shit on lock, but then like, I guess friends, that's been like a little bit of an entangled one for me because I, I do like have this fearful, you know, mentality that I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. Now I have edged people out. I still like, I admit, I still feel a little bit of guilt about it. I'm like, shit, I'm sorry. Like I just, well, it's not vibing for me, you know, but, um, anyway, I appreciate all your thoughts on that. Cause all I'm hearing is like, yeah, boundaries, just like every area of your, your life where it's like, are you doing stuff you don't really want to do? Like, why are you freaking doing that? Life is short. Right. So I, I love that. I love all your insights. Not, there. Right. Like life is short. Why be hanging out with this stuff? Yeah. Um, these things where it's like, look, you got a group of childhood friends or college buddies and you only see each other once a year for a golf game and half of them don't believe in your politics. Well, then that's just sort of like a familiar camaraderie. It's no different than going to a Thanksgiving dinner somewhere where people might have different thoughts. You can choose whether or not you want to meet them yearly and do that. I think we all have groups of friends that are different that way. If you're not regularly communicating, like, then maybe that is fun for that one day a year to enjoy them for the things that you do like about them. And then you don't really have to deal with all the other stuff where you wouldn't be close friends with them throughout the whole year. So we all have yep. different types of friendships and kind yep. of thing. Um, I think okay, uh, on a but, positive yeah. note, should we switch to some positive, like yeah, on actually yeah, yeah. being a good friend? Okay. So, cause here's some things that have come to my mind that I I've just really been aware of lately. And it's probably because I've, I've honestly made a lot of newer friends in the last few years of my life <laughs> and really enjoying those friendships. And one thing that I, I really am conscious of myself is what am I bringing to their lives? Am I bringing positivity, food for thought, meaning, depth, connection, fun, lightness, uh, you know, all of those things, or am I bringing neediness? Do I, do I lean on them? Like so much, like, have they just become my like listening board of like, I have this problem. I have this problem. Like I'm conscious of that. Am I bringing negativity? Am I gossiping? Like, Ooh, like, I don't care how justified it feels. Gossiping always feels low vibe, you know? So I'm, I'm like very, it's like, dude, okay. I just need to communicate this one thing, but like, I really, really limited. And I try, I really, really try to focus. Like what I say that if that person was standing right in front of me. I don't care who it is. I don't care how much they hurt me. Like, would I say it if they were right there? And you know, maybe I'm not perfect. At that sometimes I'm like, yeah, I would effing say this. But I really try to be mindful of like, what is the energy that I'm bringing into that person's life? Am I adding to it or am I taking away, you know, so they're busy. They got their own shit going. Like if I'm going to be a good friend, like being mindful of like, what, what is this for me? Or is this for them? It's the same thing I do on social media. Like a lot of people, they get started on social media for validation. I was there once. I remember I was like, look at me, I'm fit now. Everybody see me and give me accolades and see that I'm fit, you know? And like, Oh man, that those posts were for me. That was for me. I was taking energy from people like, thank you for validating me. Cause I don't have my cup full myself. Now I'm in a totally different place. And it's like, dude, th this, what's in it for them? What is in it for them? And I think that's just being a good person in general, being a good friend is thinking whatever you do, whatever your interactions, like what are they getting out of it? Is it just, are you being a needy friend? Cause guess what? If you are, 
maybe they're not messaging you so much. Maybe they're not inviting you so much because you're actually like you're taking from them. You're drawing energy from them and nobody really likes that. So make sure you're being the kind of friend that contributes awesomeness, you know, that's yeah. or, or deciding like back on the boundaries, but, but still on the positive, which is, um, like I had a friend years ago who I helped in a variety of significant ways when it came time for me to the only time really ask for help. Mm -hmm. They had an air of reluctant compliance about it. And it fucking killed the trust for me for sure. In so many ways, you know, um, one of the things, and I, I, gosh, you should really interview her, but okay. So Debbie Mirza wrote a book called the covert passive aggressive narcissist. It's one of the best books I've ever read actually on all kinds of relationships and all kinds of behaviors. And it's just really validating. But one of the things she says, cause this is the same thing in evaluating like true love is how do you feel around your best friend? Because usually you don't feel confused. You yeah. don't feel unheard. You trust them. You feel safe. My best friends that I've known for the longest that know everything about me, I do not have to edit myself at right. all. Now right. I do have friends, some friends I have to edit. That's okay. They're friends for this reason or that, right? There's different categories or we know their threshold on like sick, twisted comedy. So maybe I'm not going to be, you know, but then I have my friends. I, the best part about all of my friends is that I never have to edit myself. And that totally. is kind of how I look at who I, I don't have to edit myself around Mark Sisson. I don't even have to, I don't have to edit myself around most people. And that's sort of what I look for there Love is, it. do I have an editing button on right now? And if so, that'll determine either how much I like this person. Cause either I don't think wow. they're going to get me or they're just going to think I'm terrible for this sick joke I'm going to tell or whatever it is. So, um, I, I think that's interesting. And she's asking that, like, so your best friend of all time, think about how you feel around them. That's really what you're looking for. Also things like, you know, telepathy, right? Knowing like what your friend's going to say or having an idea. How about people who like, don't you, it's just weird. Like, I, I guess I think I'm, I, I have moments of course, but I think I'm a thoughtful person. I kind of remember when things are going on in people's lives or, mm -hmm. you know, if someone yeah, had you like, Hey, how's that ankle? Isn't yeah, it kind of weird when you've been going through something and like some of your friends, like don't even ask you about, I mean, again, it's an expectation and do you really need it? Maybe not, but it's just an interesting thing. Like, are your yeah. friends attentive to what's happening in your life? And do they know this? Um, for example, I don't expect any of my friends to listen to all my podcasts or any of this kind of stuff. Like my mother has probably heard one part, like I, that, that's fine. Um, but they all know what's going on in my life. You know, they're all keeping up with me and me, them. Um, and again, these are the people that like, who could I call at three in the morning that would be there for me and who could handle it no matter what it was. Those are really your gems right yeah. friends, yeah. You know? now, even though you and I don't live in the same state and we haven't known each other that long, and haven't established, you know, that maybe some of your other friends, I know that if we lived in the same area, yeah, <laughs> you would be one of the people I'd be like, I'll call her, call her and she'll handle it. Like, I know she would take care of it. Like I, I, I trust her. I would yeah, trust that if yeah, I were yeah. in the hospital and no one, like my first emergency contact, I know I could call you and you'd be like, fuck, everything stops. You'd be making yep. sure like I'm not eating jello. <laughs> like you'd be all over it. Those are your kind of, those are the type of qualities we're looking for humor. Oh my gosh this is a huge thing for me. I love to joke around. I'm always fucking joking around. Yeah. I'm, always talking, I'm always watching comedy. If someone doesn't have a good sense of humor, I can't laugh with them or they're not getting or They're not going to go with me a little bit. Hey, that friendship's going to fizzle. It's really not going to go. It, it might be compartmentalized as a friendship for something specific, right? That's great. Yep. Um, but it's not the most enjoyable. And again, exactly. Into, did I enjoy that? Did I enjoy that experience? Also on the other side, as a friend, if you're constantly judging the person, 
and you don't like the way they operate, you probably shouldn't be their fucking friend either. Maybe that's when you need to back up. I have had that scenario happen. And sometimes those become where they become less of a friend and they're calling you for coaching all the time. Mm -hmm. Either way, uh, I had one of these come up where, so I'm really blunt and honest. So if someone were to come to me and say, hey, Elle, would you uh, read my script or my book? I would say, absolutely, as long as you're okay with brutal, honest feedback. And if you're not, then I won't read it, but I'm letting you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Most people want that. And most people, yes. But this one time I did that, the person did not like what they had to hear. Now, here's the thing. I was right right about what I said technically, and they kind of knew it, but they were mad at me for bringing it up versus any other friend who wouldn't. They'd be like, ooh, good point. Thanks for, okay. Right. That's such a disrespect of your time too, if they're not going to take your feedback. And that was kind of, and by the way, that person is a jealousy competing person who I started to realize, oh no, oh no, I can't, I can't be friends with this person. So it became like text, like, hey, are you available right now? And you know, it's like a coaching thing. Sorry, I can't, but how about tomorrow? Even if it wasn't true to, to draw the like, even if I was available to separate. And then it was funny because like a, the next day they texted me, already figured it out. Good, good. Wow. Yeah. And you bring edge away from that. But again, it was like realizing like, I'm not good for you either. Cause I yeah. judged the fuck out of your shit. And I'm never going to stop because of the way that you operate in this world. And so I love that. in this too. I love that. Recognizing when you're, you're like, I'm not a good friend. I'm not being a good friend to you. I'm, I'm judging you. And, and, and so you might want to, <laughs> you might want to move yeah. on. Um, you know, I, I like your point about jealousy and competition. Um, and th- I mean, dude, that's such an important thing to consider. Like if you're sensing that energy, those are not friends. Those are li- uh, the opposite. Those are, those are acquaintances that you kind of want to actually like probably relate with the least, like be around the least because you don't want that energy coming. We already all deal with this chronic fear of what will other people think, right? Like all of us are trying to get past that on and go higher and higher and higher. But if you have somebody in your life, that's like, Ooh, wow. You're brave for saying that on the internet. Oh shit. You know, like you don't need that kind of stuff in your life. Like that's a judgment or like, wow, you really spend a lot of time like thinking about nutrition. Wow. You know, like (laughs) shit, dude, you don't need that kind of shit in your life. Like that's, that's not a friend. So I love that you're pointing that out because a lack of confidence onto you in those snippy little side comments. That's exactly what they're doing is they're being like, and look, hey, it's not to say that I haven't had a flipping comment where I've done that as it happens still. I mean, you know, there might be a flipping comment where I'm a little yeah. too harsh and it's right. Overall, like, I, I fucking but overall oh, energy. But overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'll share, you know, when I was, when I was leaving Mormon, well, also, then, too, is like, are your friends as happy for you as you are for them when shit goes right? This is, I've learned yes. who to call <laughs> with exciting you. I have learned who I call. Yep. I don't call Joe, Jack and Bob because their reactions always suck and they're never on board or they're down or or whatever it is. And I'm always going to call these people because they're going to be like, fuck yeah, right on. And you know, I'm one of those people too, because, but those are the people, right? Um, And also too, I had a friend uh, and I love this. uh, One of my best friends, the one who told me about the amazing race thing, but she, she had called and was like, "Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you what I did because I'm embarrassed for myself, right? Right away, I was like, I have done a million horrible things. Yeah, Don't you exactly. worry, do not judge. 
anytime you can offer that, because oftentimes you have to draw friends out of stuff or you, you realize a friend's been struggling forever and they didn't tell you because they feared that you were going to judge them for it. And, yep. and you know, or they were, they were fearful of what you would think of them. And listen, I, I get that. I think we've all been there, but we all need someone that we can just be like, shit, I'm in the, I'm in the slammer and I got busted for hair or what, like the worst case scenario. And they're right. not going to judge you solutions oriented. And, you know, I just know that my, my friends are my solid friends are like that. I do not have to edit myself. And furthermore, they know from me because of my past, like, I'm not going to judge you. So sometimes it's tough because someone, I don't know if you've had that feeling where someone feels embarrassed to tell you something because they're worried about what your opinion is going to be of them. But like, if they're your friend, like they've been through it too. Like have you been through, we've all been through gross times. We were lame. We were toxic. We've been on the other side of the mindset stuff that now we realize after all of the work and the years that have gone by, I've been this part, like I get it. I have empathy for that. I know what it's like to be in that situation that my friend called me to be in. So that was, what was great is that she tells me that right up front. Again, telling your friends, you're Hey, I'm afraid waiting for my response. She got the right response. Don't care what it is. I don't judge you. I love you. I've been there. If you need to talk about it, if you don't want to talk about it, understand that's okay too. She decided to tell me we had a wonderful conversation about it and I was the right person to talk to in that moment. Um, so, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, giving your, telling your friends what you need from them and also offering that like, Hey, whatever you're going to say, I love you. I don't care. Mm. No matter how gross it is, no matter how embarrassed and ashamed you are, because haven't you, you've been so fucking embarrassed and ashamed, Taryn. So have I, Totally. Like, this is like, you know, so offering that to someone is is key, especially when you hear a friend is hesitant, get in there and be like, you can try, like, I'm here. And if you yeah, can't, then tell them you can't be and say, please don't tell. I've had to do that too, by the way, where people have called and said something about someone else that we knew. And I said, you know what? Stop right there. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm the right person to share this information with. Based, like, so sometimes you need to disassociate or not participate in something as a friend, depending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really mature. That's really mature. And I think, man, like I, there was a time in my life that I found out that I had to do a complete friend rehaul because I, it was when I left Mormonism and not a single person, not a single person in my life or even like my sister, even like they all, they all judged me and gossiped about me and shunned me. And some of them even public shamed me. And I found out I didn't have any friends. I found out I didn't have any friends and it sucked. And that, that was a, that was a lonely journey for me. Like literally, like it was, I had no one who understood what I was going through. And I finally, I found a friend who she's still one of my best friends today. And we, we met through, you know, a mutual friend and I was like, Oh yes, you effing get it. You know? And so it was beautiful. And now I have more friends like that, but I had, because I had gone through such a tremendous change, I was actually really grateful because I had always been like, I was, I, those were not real friendships. You, the vibe you're talking about when you like, how do you feel after I, my vibe sucked? I it just, I, it was not fulfilling to me. They were so are you saying that of those people that yeah, you, of those people before you weren't feeling in hindsight, you were like, actually, that really wasn't a true friendship. They were like scarcity friends. They were scarcity mindset friends. It was like, okay, like these, these chicks are better than nobody to hang out with. Like we were all doing that with each other. I don't think any, I'm sorry, but I don't think any of them are really friends. <laughs> like, 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 as I look you back at that now, religion, by the way, did you just curious, did you know, did you think any of them would have hung out with you? Or when you knew you were going to leave the church, you're like, oh, I know they're all going to jump ship. 
Um, so it, it was interesting because like one of them expressed to me like, Hey, like, I'm just afraid you're not going to want to be my friend anymore because you've left Mormonism. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's not true. But like, but then in the flip side, like she totally, like I, I trusted her and told her like everything and she went and told everybody. Right. And so I'm like, dude, you weren't being my friend. Like, actually that's, it's not because I'm not Mormon anymore. It's because I don't trust you because you actually pretended to be my friend. So you could get the gossip. So you could be the fountain of gossip and tell the rest of the friend group, what was going on with me. So like, I'm not, we're not friends like that. You're not my friend at all. Um, and yeah. you know, there were a couple of them that like they hung out with me a couple of times afterwards. And I really like, I think they're really beautiful people, but I can just tell that like our belief systems are so different now. It's just the energy doesn't jive. Like we've gone to, you know, a couple of lunch dates and it's just like, I really, I, I think they're amazing people. It's just like, dude, we, we see things so differently now that it just, it like doesn't work. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like they were like backstabbers or anything like that. It's just like, oh, our energy is so it's different. Like values belief system is no different than the friend yeah. who adopted completely different beliefs than they had when I met them. It's uh, we are so not on the same page now. I want yeah. to talk some qualities. So these are things that like you can look at if you're not saying yes to these things, then you need to look at how you change yourself, which is I am trustworthy. Are you, are you fucking trustworthy? I do expect people to trust you and be trusted. If you're not, I'm honest with others. If that's not true and you're a bullshitter and a people pleaser, well, yep. guess what? you're going to probably run into more of those. I am dependable. Are you? Because that's what we seek in people. I'm loyal to the people I carry out. I can say that's absolutely true. I'm loyal to a fault, you know, depend, and I've had to get over that. Um, am I easily able to trust others? Mm. That's another thing. If you're really super mistrusting of everyone, there are people that I know that just look at the world that way as if everyone's out to get them versus the opposite of, and then there's some that trust too. Oh, I just trust everybody right away without earning it. So, you know, there's, a, me. <laughs> there's a middle ground there, right? Yeah. Um, I think I want to think the best of others, but I'm a little discerning. And then also, are you empathetic and do you express empathy for others? Because if not, then you're going to be the worst friend on planet earth and you're probably going to get the worst. Am I able to be non-judgmental? This is a tough one. We're all going to have something in there that judges a thing someone says. I just think it's important within that to recognize the judgment and just go, oh, hold on. I've been there. Uh, this is just shadow. Nobody's not experienced something like this before that's similar. Um, am I a good listener? I had to get good at this one over time. Yeah. I think being an interviewer helped with that. If you have a friend that's on the phone and you know, like you usually want to jump in on topics or a hot topic, put the phone on mute people, mm. put it on mute so that you will, even if you interrupt it, no one will hear it and you'll be like, ah, oh, shit, thank God. Okay. Now I'm back to being a good friend. Like sometimes you have to do that if it's a hot topic and you're a loyal person that wants to come to your friend's aid. Um, you really want to be supportive of people in their bad times and their good times, right? And this yeah. goes to the jealousy and the good times. Like if someone's succeeding, are you trying to keep them down? Are you just like, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're, and again, this goes back to my book, Confident as Fuck. If you're rolling your eyes at someone's dream or someone's accomplishment and going, well, that'll fizzle soon or good luck with that, or that's going to fall apart or they'll never make it or any of that kind of stuff. You're an asshole friend. Yeah, that sucks. Really wishing for your friend's failure. And you got to look at yourself for that and turn it around right in that moment. Maybe it's coming up from another old trigger of old. That's fine. But then you catch it and go, what am I doing? Am I this person's? No, of course I want them to succeed. 
And even if you, even if you don't really think like, they're like, you know what, I'm going to make a billion dollars in 2021. And in your mind, you're like, yeah, dude, like probably not. If you stay in that energy of, yeah, dude, probably not. It brings your vibe down. But if you can just entertain and be like, just wish them the best. It, that says a lot about how you think and how you are. And it raises your vibe. You're like, dude, freaking do it. I want to see you do it. Yes, let's go. And that's exactly. it. Who cares if they you're can do it on the not. side of encouraging, <laughs> even if they're wrong or they end up right. so, you know what they'll remember? They'll remember that you were encouraging of them and you were a good friend. Not that you were the shitty naysayer that now they're not going to go tell their dreams to because, and now you've created a divide, right? Right. And then a um, safe person when they didn't, if they didn't achieve it, just be like, dude, it's so cool that you tried though. Like, look what you achieve, you know, being supportive like that. of like, look how much you achieve because you were trying to get there. That's awesome. You know, I like that nugget right there, by the way, just let's highlight that the idea of like, even if you, the fact that you tried, that yeah. you gave it a shot is so bold and so cool. awesome. It's such a pro you move, whether it works or not. Like who can't be supportive of that? And right. I guess the one is, are you self-confident? Because if you're not, you're also going to be kind of a shitty friend. And that's something you have to work on. Yeah. Um, are you able to see humor? Do you need to light up? If not, you need to hang out with people that don't have a sense of humor either, because it's never going to work out. Um, <laughs> and then I guess ask like, am I fun to be around? Yeah. Are you, you know, and, and what, what are you a little bit too rigid here and there? And maybe, you know, where you need to loosen the reins. Um, I would just say like loyalty, kindness, playfulness. These are the general feelings I have about, about my friends. And I don't know about you, Tara, but like, maybe this is about the vulnerability thing that I got over, but it's really lovely that in like, as you get older to be able to say, I love you to friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not something like usually when you're, I mean, I don't know, maybe people nowadays do, but I never, no one ever said, I love you to their friends. Like back when I was growing Mm. up in high school and stuff, but it's so nice and it's true. And it's, uh, I forgot who started it with me, like a couple of my girlfriends. And it's just, I I love it. Cause I say, I love Mm. you to my mom a hundred thousand times on every phone conversation. And it's true. And, and it's nice. Cause it started to happen even with guy friends I've known for 17 years and we'll, you know, occasionally say it. And that's really lovely too. And I would just want to throw that out there that if you have a close yeah. friendship like that, that, you know, maybe throw that out of the other conversation, you know? Yeah. And you're really, um, you're creating a culture with your friends. So if that, if you have a culture of like, we say we love each other, we give each other hugs, like we send each other funny memes, like whatever you do, like you're creating a culture. So do it intentionally, create a culture that you want to, and don't be, don't be afraid to put yourself out there a little bit and be the, for, I, I say, I love you to all my friends. Like, like I do that all the time. I love, I'm not afraid to do that. And then what happens? They always be like, Oh, like, Oh, that's a safe thing to do. Like I can say like, love you girl. Like, you know, whatever. So yeah. anyway, you're, you're be mindful that in your, all of your friendships, you're creating a culture always, you know, all of your relationships always. So be mindful that you can create that however you want. And I guess on, let's see what else. Oh yeah. Somebody who accepts you at your worst, man, I've been at my worst and my friends, I don't know who I know who my friends are. Believe yeah. me. You know? Yeah. Um, another thing too, just like a red flag again. And I think this is just general with like people, but I was friends with a guy many, many years ago, like in college. And I always saw him kind of screw over people, but I thought I was different because see, he had been to like my family's house for some holidays and he was kind of a family friend. And we were, mm. I, I felt like, oh, well, we have a different connection. Mm. Still did it to me. Okay. Mm. People are people, right? So wow. if you've got a friend and you're watching them operate and you don't like that, just know that's a red flag that it's probably going to come your way at some point too. And that might be the time to edge out. Um, I also want to finish on a positive note by saying, and I've said it before, I wrote down on a list. I want more friends that think like I do, who are naturally positively tinged. And if they don't know about the law of attraction, which I'd love them to know, but if they don't, I want them to be positively tinged. And I don't want any crazy heavy drinkers. 
I don't care if I have friends who have drink every night. I just, I'm talking about drunkies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Clarity. In a couple of years. Oh my God. Oh my God. To this day, my pandemic hiking buddy, one of my best friends, and he's like 15 years younger than me. We happened. I mean, again, I've, I've met so many new friends and it's not that I wanted to get rid of my old ones. I just felt like I needed more of a tribe or I wanted more new people. And I think it's because I had held myself only with these people. Cause I couldn't be vulnerable there about that disability there for a while. So I just wasn't ready. And until I was ready, I was like, no, no, I think I, I need more, you know, some more friends and I got them. So you can manifest it. You can write it down as a goal. And like you said, I'm really glad that you said you reached out to people. People have done that to me. You know, you reached out and be like, hey, I think you're awesome. Like, I'd love to, do you want to have a cone conversation? Like, yeah, it's like asking someone out, but it's platonic. Like, yeah. why not? So, you know, take a stab at it. If there's someone you really want to be friends with, or you think you do, and by the way, you might, and then discover that you don't, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. at least you tried or made the effort. So I think that um, if you're, if you're lacking in friends and friendship, we can make the effort. And then maybe there's the, um, there's those online things where in meetup groups and things like yeah. that. I mean, listen, there's lots of ways to just go find people that are interested in your commonality. Yep. I, I've met friends at the pool swimming, right? I'm sure you've met friends at the gym. Like, yep. Yeah. 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 People have similar interests. Most of my friends have come from, you know, I admit when I was Mormon, like my friends were all Mormon because <laughs> we all, we saw life the same. We had similar interests. We had similar activities day to day, you know, and I live a different life now. And I, I mean, that's just how it is. You're going to want to hang out with people who are like-minded. So I find my friends at health conferences and like Elle is a friend, you know, we're, we're colleagues, but we're also friends because it's just, it's, it's easier that way. We, we see life similarly, you know? Um, and yeah, so people who are like, like your vibe attracts your tribe, people who are doing similar things as you, you're going to find that you, you're going to just like light off like a freaking Christmas tree. When you start talking to them, it's like, it's actually so fun. I love meeting people at conferences. I can't wait till they start again, because it's like, yes, it's like, you get it. It's like, we're both like ping, 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 ping. It's like, we've read all the same books. We've, you know, same podcast. Like we do the same kind of like morning routine shit. And like, it's just, it's exciting because you're like finding people all over the world that are like living the same life as you. And then you're getting their insights and it's, it's beautiful you know, so putting yourself in a place where you can meet those people is huge. Like, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned events. Cause like, uh, you know, paleo FX didn't happen, but that was one group where I met someone who you could just tell they didn't have anybody to talk to about their autoimmune struggles, their journey, the mm. thing that they were doing over here. They mm. were like living in middle of the bayou somewhere. Nobody like yeah. knew what health was right. Right. He drove all by himself, like for an entire day or two to get to pay effect and met just like, and I was watching it and it was just like, so yeah. great that they went out of their comfort zone to go, I'm yeah. going to go there and meet people that are like-minded here. Cause my friends back home, I can only connect over here. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Went, went and found the tribe they needed for this part of their life. Yeah. I have a lot of airline miles because most of my friends don't live in Utah. <laughs> like I, I literally just go on trips to just hang out with friends. And then I try to make some professional connections too, and do something that makes it a business right off while I'm out there. And that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> and it's super fun, you know, and texting. And I mean, even my Utah friends, like I probably see them as often as I see my friends that live out of state because we're all busy and we're mostly just texting or whatever, you know? So anyway, there's, yeah, there's the, the, like, the world is your limit now on friends. Like I have a client in Kuwait that I super connect with. I love talking to her. She's amazing, you know? And so like, it's not, it's almost, it's just as easy for me to jump on a WhatsApp call with her as it is like my friend who lives in the next city over. <laughs> so really like the world is your limit. And if you put yourself out there into situations, like come in our kick-ass life podcast, Facebook group, right? Like if you're listening to this podcast, who do you think you're going to get along with? 
other people who listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> similar interests, similar vibe, right? So yeah, put yourself in those situations in which you're just like making it easy for you to find people that bring light into your soul. Like, and also if you have friends that you really, really connect with, you're probably going to like a lot of their friends too. Like Tanya Dyer, who you had connected me with to be on my podcast. Like I like, where is she? Let's go hang out right now. Dang it. She lives in Australia, but like, yeah, she's right. so funny and fun and awesome and supportive, you know? So it's like, if you have friends right now, I have a girl's trip. Plan way, with- she's freaking, I mean, on the interviews, it's one thing, but like when you're talking one-on-one with her, her sense of humor is great. I was like dying. I could barely be an interviewer on the interview. I was laughing so hard. It was just like I interviewer Tara left the building and I just became like friend Tara because she's, she's and I great, met her but... from interviewing her. Yeah, yeah, right. And, yeah. And she... You thought you could meet a best friend at a certain age. Sometimes you go, Oh, well, I mean, how can you? Yeah. Turns out that's not the case. Her and another uh woman I met all through this world that we're in, and I've only known each of them two, three years, and they are probably two of my best friends ever. Yeah. I'm saying a lot because I know people from when I was a kid. So I mean, hey, this can happen. There's no such thing as too old, too young. To f- my mother is 75 and has a great new best friend that yeah. she met in her complex walking with my stepdad or love whatever. It. And now this woman is like one of their best friends. And I love it. Like she's yeah. 75. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. If you guys want to like Tanya, would be a great example of somebody that it's like, if you want to be an awesome friend, like be like Tanya, <laughs> because she's just like, she has all those qualities you're talking about. She tells the truth. She's funny. Her vibe is high. She's bringing, she's contributing. Like she's a good communicator. Right. And that's the work that she's done herself. That just makes her an awesome person to be around. And it's like, dude, like if I was going to have a party, would I want to invite Tanya? Definitely. Cause she brings amazing energy. So like, as we can develop and you guys can hear her on primal blueprint and also on my inside out health podcast, but like, and she's alpha coach PS like coming on again. And I'm glad you mentioned her. She's actually going to be on the podcast. Like this next week after this show. Oh, so cool. I'm okay. Sure. Definitely in January. So check her out. Um, cause I think you'll, yeah. And again, that was just someone who, you know, I interviewed yeah. once. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. So it's like, or you Palmer never, Kippola. you've interviewed Palmer Kippola. I love, yeah. I love Palmer. Um, I met her at Palo FX randomly and then, you know, interviewed her and was like, this is a lovely person. We've had several lovely conversations and this is great. Yeah. And then you latch onto that. You're like, Hey, let's be, let's actually be friends. Like let's actually communicate outside of just these little business emails. And that's like, you know, the, everything we've talked about in this episode. So anyway, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up yeah. from here. You had any, anything else you wanted to add? No, just this, this is a year evaluate all of it, right? Evaluate who are your friends now? Who maybe do you need to edge away with? And do you need to replace or get some more in your life? I mean, again, just doing a assessment. It's a good time to, to clean house if need be. And if not, then to take it to a new level and get some more peeps. It's like, uh, I always say, um, Marie Kondo, your mind, right. But Marie Kondo, your friends list, like, do they bring me joy? Does this relationship bring me joy? And if not, like take a good hard look at that. Either maybe you need to stop being such a judgmental bee or whatever. Maybe you got some work to do or like, it's just not working. Like, let it go. Like freaking clear out your closet. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. And of course, kickasslifepodcast.com and our Facebook group. Also, we have a great reading list of all of the things and concepts we talked about. We put together our favorite books so far and we'll continue to add to it. That's also on our website. So go check that out. 